0: prophet daniel jedu's podcast say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com now prophet daniel jedu walks us through the word stay tuned Hebrews chapter 11
1: verse 1 tpt now faith brings our hopes into reality and become the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for it is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen faith brings our hope into reality and become the foundation needed to acquire things we long for it is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Verse 2. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Three. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's word. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. So, the Bible speaks of how the people of old um, lived a life of faith and they were commended for. Go to the last verse. The last verse says that but their faith without ours is incomplete. Their faith without ours is incomplete. It's not perfect. But now God has invited us to live in something better than what they had. Faithfulness. This is so that they could be brought to finished perfection alongside us. But now God has invited us to live in something better than theirs. What they had, faithfulness, faithfulness. So this is so that they could be brought to finished perfection alongside us. So the Bible is saying that we have been brought into something better than the faith that they had and this is reality this is true that is what the word of God is saying but the people who have this faith that is better are not enjoying it so the Bible says dears without ours is incomplete what it means is that you cannot separate their faith from our faith we have something better but ours is also in force when we, we know their faith. So what is important for us to know is a lot of people don't spend a lot of time to understand the kind of faith they had that the Bible really recorded. The Bible did it said we, we, we have come to a better, a better one, but ours is the one that brings the perfection. You can't just jump and bring perfection. You need to understand what happened throughout. So we are going to go through and check all the faith life that they lived. And then you can align that to your life. So go back to verse 3. It said faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's word. He said he spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. So there's one thing you need to know about faith. Faith always deals with the invisible realm, not what we see. Now verse 4, he began to say that faith moved Abel to choose a more acceptable sacrifice to offer God than his brother Cain. So we are seeing the different kinds of faith that people lived. Now here it looked like the emphasis is on the people, but truly the emphasis is not on the people. The emphasis is on the faith of the people. So God is not talking about Abel, but he's talking about Abel's faith. So he said faith moved. So we see what faith did for Abel. It's moved Abel to choose a more acceptable sacrifice, which means that the faith of Abel was able to direct him well, to make a right choice, to offer God than his brother Cain, And God declared him righteous because of his offering of faith. He said, by his faith, Abel Abel still speaks instruction to us today, even though he is long dead. So that is Abel's faith. Faith moved him to choose a more acceptable offering to offer to God. Then he said, faith translated Enoch from this life. So for one person, faith moved him to make a good choice. For another person, faith uh, caused him to live a life that God was actually seeking for. He never had to experience death. So the Bible says he cheated death. He just disappeared from this world because God promoted him. For before he was translated to the heavenly realm, his life had become a pleasure to God. His life had become a pleasure to God. So death couldn't hold on to him. God promoted him not because he was a good man. God promoted him because of faith. All right, so that is for him. That is for Enoch. That is the kind of faith life he lived. Abel lived a different kind of faith life. Then he said, because of Enoch, Paul, who I believe wrote the book of Hebrews, began to talk about these and said, and without faith living within us, it is impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. Now it's a faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation and warning from God about what was coming, even things that had never been seen. But he stepped out in reverence, obedience to God and built an ark that would save him and his family. By his faith, the world was condemned. But Noah received God's gift of righteousness that comes by believing. So this is Noah's faith as well. This is Noah's faith. That is how he lived his life, by faith. Faith did something for him. Faith opened his heart to receive revelation. Somebody, faith to to make a good choice. Somebody, faith to be translated out of this world. His faith brought pleasure. Somebody's faith brought pleasure from God unto him. Another person's heart was opened because of faith. And uh, he did exactly what God said he should do in reverence, obedience. Okay, 8. Now, Abraham, the Bible said the faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call and leave the familiar to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. So for Abraham to, by faith, he left home. Faith caused him to leave home and go somewhere that he never knew. But then he landed on God's promise. And without even knowing ahead of time where he was going, Abraham stepped out in faith. So faith caused him to leave home and began to journey on a path that he never knew where he was actually going. All right, verse 9. He lived by faith as an immigrant in his promised land as though it belonged to someone else. He journeyed through the land living in tents with Isaac and Jacob who were persuaded that they were also co-heirs of the same promise. So his faith was that God was going to give him a city and, and indeed the faith came to pass. Heaven now belongs to Abraham. The paradise became his. He left his home and he got a better home. All right then. His eyes of faith were set on the city with unshakable foundation, whose architect and builder is God himself and this is what his faith gave him so faith gave him beyond the child that he wanted faith gave him more than he wanted you know Sarah's faith embraced God's miracle power to conceive even though she was barren and was past the age of childbearing for the authority of her faith rested in the one who made the promise and she tapped into his faithfulness all right so faith also caused somebody to give birth In fact, so many children were subsequently fathered by this aged man of faith, one who was as good as dead, that he now has offspring as innumerable as the sun on the seashore and as the stars in the sky. Now, if you look at all the fathers that we have talked about, when it got to Abraham, the Bible said, God talked about, Abel talked about, Enoch talked about, all these guys. But when it got to Abraham, he says that, so many children were subsequently fathered by this aged man of faith. That means his kind of faith was different from the rest because his kind of faith was like that of Christ. And so his kind of faith was quite above these other guys. Go on. Then he said, these heroes all died still clinging to their faith, not even receiving all that he had promised them. So some died, some decided to die by faith. That is what they wanted to do, to die by faith. They don't care about any promise. They died by faith. And then the Bible said, but they saw beyond the horizon that fulfillment of their promises and gladly embraced it from afar. So faith caused them to look beyond this natural world into the city where God has promised them. And then they decided they could die because of faith. They all lived their lives on earth as those who belong to another realm. So faith caused them to have a consciousness that they are just visitors upon this world. They are just pilgrims. They are not here for a long time because their eyes could see a city that no eye had found. For clearly, those who live this way are longing for the appearing of a heavenly city. So for them, all their life, the faith they were living is that they were looking forward to a city. Abraham was looking forward to a city and children. Abel was looking forward to giving God a good sacrifice. Enoch was looking forward to pleasing God. Some also to die. So different kinds of faith in expression. He said, and if their hearts were still remembering what they left behind, they would have found an opportunity to go back. And if their hearts were still remembering what they left behind, they would have found an opportunity to go back faith kept them moving forward and forward and forward and forward and they never thought of any earthly thing that was going to bound them. Their eyes were, were bound and fixed on the city. All right, 16. But they couldn't turn back for their hearts were fixed on what was far greater. That is the heavenly realm. So all their lives, all they lived for was heavenly realm. They didn't even enter there, you know, until Jesus came. Yet they believed. And for several thousands of years, their heart, they saw beyond. And indeed, God came for them. That's how come when Jesus came and died, he had to go there and show himself to them that the faith you had, I have come. I've paid the price. Everything is settled now. Now we can go. So Jesus got them and took them to heaven. The Bible says that when Jesus arose, he arose with many of them. So because of this, God is not ashamed in any way to be called their God for he has prepared a heavenly city for them. Faith operated powerfully in Abraham, for when he was put to the test, he offered up Isaac. Even though he received God's promises of descendants, he was willing to offer up his only son. For God had promised, through your son Isaac, your lineage will carry on your name. Abraham's faith made it logical to him that God could raise Isaac from the dead. And symbolically, that's exactly what happened. So Abraham decided to physically attempt to kill his son because he knew something about God that a lot of people didn't know. He knew that the same God, when he dies, is able to raise him back. Abraham, by faith, foresaw something called resurrection. And he knew it was going to happen. And indeed, his son died because Jesus is his son. His son died and God raised his son. So, what he believed came to pass. The power of faith prompted Isaac to impart a blessing to his sons, Jacob and Esau, concerning the prophetic destiny. So, those prophetic words that Isaac said over his children, it wasn't because he was old and he was dying. No, he spoke prophetic words. No wonder he did not give them any physical inheritance, but the words of prophecy spoken by faith, because faith already has some things in itself. So he spoke by faith, and faith was released, and everything he said concerning their lives came to pass. That's how come you know that you don't need to shout to know faith. The guy was dying, he didn't have strength, his eyes were dim, almost blind. Yet his soft words brought reality to his children, which means that faith is a very powerful, inward, unseen force and power. That when your mouth is able to release and you'll fix your eyes, the prize or whatever your faith holds onto is going to happen. Then he said, Jacob worshiped in faith's reality at the end of his life. And leaning upon his staff, he imparted a prophetic blessing upon each of Joseph's sons. So he went to, to Egypt, met Joseph's children that he had never met before for the first time. And by faith, he decided to bless them and he blessed them rightly because even when Joseph decided to outsmart him, he was able to do it right. All right, 22. Faith inspired Joseph and opened his eyes to see into the future. For as he was dying, he prophesied about the exodus of Israel out of Egypt and gave instruction that his bones were to be taken from Egypt with them. So, faith caused Joseph to see deep into the future. And that is the nature of faith. Faith causes you to look beyond. So, if you are worried by something that is in this world, it means that you are not working by faith in the first place. That's it. And it said, faith prompted the parents of Moses at his birth to hide him for three months because they realized their child was exceptional and they refused to be afraid of the king's edicts. So, Moses' parents, as well, they did an act. The act was they hate the child. What caused them to hide the child? Because they were not seeing a child, just a child. They were looking at a, an exceptional child. And it takes faith to make you see an exception out of people. It doesn't matter whether it shows or not, faith sees way ahead. Now, throughout all we are reading, all we keep seeing is that faith makes them see beyond, faith makes them see beyond, faith makes them see beyond. Faith makes them see beyond. So if you can see beyond, then that means you are entering into faith because faith has to do with the unseen realm. All right, go on. Then he said, faith enabled Moses to choose God's will. For although he was raised as a son of Pharaoh's daughter, he refused to make that his identity. The guy was taken care of by by the wealthy, by the royalty, and so on and so forth. But faith made him decide, to let all the wealth and all the royalty go and choose to identify with the sufferings of the people. Choosing instead to suffer, mistreat with the people of God. Moses preferred faith certainty above the momentary enjoyment of sin's pleasure. What is he calling this? He's calling all the money, all the wealth, all the gold, all the food, every God, the amazing thing that some of us will not let go. But the Bible says, Moses by faith saw that all these things were just momentary. Meanwhile, he he lived there for almost 40 plus years. Yet, he enjoyed everything. But when faith was kindled in him, he saw that these things are just sin's pleasure. Yeah, because it's not of God. And so he decided to let all of them go and join the suffering. That's why he became a shepherd and he began his life one after the other until he came into Pharaoh's home and contended with Pharaoh. He chose the pain. He chose the suffering. So it is not everybody who suffers in this life. I can't speak for everybody, but it's not everybody who suffers in this life that suffers because, you know, things are not well. Some choose to suffer by faith because of certain things. So he found his true wealth in suffering abuse for being anointed, more than in anything the world could offer him. For his eyes looked with wonder, not on the immediate, but on the ultimate faith's great reward. That's why when we read the book of Matthew 6, Jesus said that we should not be thinking about what to wear, what to drink, what to, and that is the main thing that we think about. You know, that's what we think about. So a lot of us feel like we are working in faith in dimensions, in dimensions of unbalanced state, if I should put it that way. Today, your faith is high. You look beyond. The next time, your faith is back in the, in the corridors of the world, pondering over everything and moved by everything. Some died by faith. So what if I die by faith? You think it's a loss. It's not a loss. The Bible says that, and God became their God because that's what they sought for. So f- the faith life they are living, you can see that nobody was eager for any material thing. nobody's eager for any material thing no drink no the one that was closer to talking about material thing that was Moses the Bible says that he despised those things he chose by faith to belong but he didn't suffer because the Bible says he received something called anointing that was more than anything in this world that could offer to him so there was something from God that he received And Moses was never poor. He never suffered. We never read in the Bible that Moses suffered from hunger, suffered from whatever. But his anointing, uh, manna in abundance came for the people. And so on and so forth, you know. So there there, there are things that we, we easily despise that are more important to us. And the things that we ought to despise, we don't despise them. They are the things we cling on to. They are the things when you don't have, you feel you have not enjoyed life. What if you what if by 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 principle by by divine principle you, you don't have money on you for today to the next six months? Will your face still stand? Will you speak, say the same thing you used to say? You are not moved by anything. You will be moved because your eye hasn't gone beyond this world. Your eye hasn't gone. The day your eyes will go beyond. Like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Even if God has not saved us, we would not. Because in the midst, they were the only four people amongst the lots, the thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who decided to stand by faith. And it it literally looked like God was not with them. Because the point is, if God was with them, naturally, would they have been even bound and put into the fire? But where faith results manifest. That has nothing to do with you. It can decide to manifest outside the fire or it can decide to manifest in the fire or it can decide to manifest when you are going to the fire. That is not your job. Your job is that your, your faith holds onto something beyond that one. So you are learning that faith, you know, their eyes were on something above this world, their eyes were on God. So you can see that their faith was hinged or hooked up to something supernatural. Don't let your faith hinge on things that are material. So if there is anything, nobody has ever said, you know, by faith, I'm going to serve God. You know, I don't care what people say. I'm going to stand by faith. Hardly do you find people say that? Everybody wants to have faith for a car, have faith for a job, you know. But nobody has said, I want to have faith that as I enter into heaven, I'm going to sit with Paul. Or I'm going to sit with Jesus. As I, I have faith that as I enter, you know, these things we hardly look at. So, you see, but the Bible is saying that our faith, their faith without ours is incomplete. Yet, the kind of faith we live today has nothing, it's not even closer. It's not even closer to the faith they lived. It's like we have no idea because you haven't spent time to actually look at this thing that the Bible is talking about. You see, we need to have a different perspective of faith. Decide to look beyond material things. The reason why your heart breaks quickly is because your eyes are so bound to physical things. And God doesn't worry about those things. So I want to even tell you that those kind of requests you make is not God's worry to sort you out. And especially in our dispensation where all things are ours. He said it, and all these things shall be added. That's why he said, seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness. And all these things shall be added. And the Bible in the the TPT, he said that all these, what, less important things. These guys didn't waste time. See, their faith was not, it's not full. Their faith is not full. When was the last time you told yourself, I don't care how they insult me for going to church. By faith, I'll keep doing it. Is there something better that could make you want to journey your faith. There shouldn't be. You see, Moses didn't receive the anointing just like that. He took a big risk. He was the next in command. He did not consider that he was, because when Pharaoh had died, he was the one that was going to be the next Pharaoh. That was how risky the thing was. He was the heir apparent to the throne, even though he was not a natural resident or citizen of Egypt. But this thing that he was going to even enjoy, his parents saw that this little baby by faith is a great man. Yet his greatness started, but it showed up in the wrong place. You see, their greatness started because they saw it by faith. That's why they hid him. All the other boys that were born, they killed them. But they hid them for three months. And the Bible said three months. You should understand that. Three months they hid him. Because they can see that this baby is exceptional. You have a child. And you realize, ah, I have children. no, But this one. Because Miriam was there. But the Bible never said Miriam was exceptional. But by faith, they knew that actually this boy. Let's hide him. Now the boy began to grow. He did not become great because he was in Pharaoh's house. He became great because of the faith of his parents. But his greatness showed up in the wrong place. So eventually, he would have become God's enemy because he would be Pharaoh. So that faith would not have ended. The docket would not have been closed. But he himself developed faith. From what somebody taught him, Jesus, somebody taught him the word of God. No, he kept looking at the Israelites and the way of life, their language, their talk, and something he heard. Boom! Because the first thing we saw concerning Abel, let me show you the first thing. The Bible says faith propelled. Look at the verse four, and then come back to twenty six quickly. Faith moved. Faith, faith is a moving force. The spirit of faith. Faith moved. That is how come the Bible. That is how come the Bible said that he had to kill one of the Egyptians yes. who was lashing one of the Israelites. Because later he found out that he was an Israelite himself. But why would he worry about them when he's somewhere enjoying life? You see. So it was faith. Faith moved him to do that thing. And that's how God... So faith moved him so that he could be in line with God's agenda. But the movement wasn't normal. He had to leave royalty, wealth, position, crown, and go all the way back into the bush to become a shepherd for several years in the bush. It didn't look like... Imagine you are going through 40 years of that. What kind of faith could this be? But it tells you that these guys... Their faith was hinged on something that was beyond the reality here. You can't hinge your faith on things here. It will collapse. You can't. You can't. So the Bible says he found his true wealth. You see? So the wealth that he had was not true. But he found his true wealth. You know, you think when you worship God too much, when you serve God too much, when you pray too much, when you do all the spiritual things, too much, you think you'll be poor. Because that is what the world has said. That's what the world has said. That guy went to the bush. But the Bible says he found his true wealth in suffering abuse for being anointed. More than in anything the world could offer him. For his eyes looked with wonder. Not on the immediate. Not on the immediate. Not on the immediate. But on the ultimate, what is the ultimate? Faith's great reward. That's the ultimate. Okay, so what if you don't build a house? Yeah? What if you don't control millions of dollars? So what? What if, you see, the coming of Jesus doesn't even run through your mind? What if you don't marry? What if you don't give birth? Is that a loss? No. It only becomes a loss when your faith is hinged on it. If my faith is not hinged on it, it's not a loss. Because there's something beyond. Nothing in this world satisfies. So you cannot tell me you have faith and 50% of your faith life is hinged on earthly things. The question is, what moves you? Is it faith that moves you? Now when faith moves you, into which direction does it move you? Faith will never move you into material wealth. So when we say, let's exercise faith, but the first thing that comes to your mind is maybe a car. You see, the first thing is material. Can your faith be, I want to be the twenty fifth elder in heaven. Can your faith be around God's throne? I want to sit on God's lap. Can your faith be, I want, to, I want to hug Jesus as I enter into heaven. I'm looking forward to this. That the day I enter into heaven I want to hug him because he will not be hugging everybody. So you see, there's something that your faith should hinge on. The instance of faith is beyond this world. That is the thing. So we use the faith that sees beyond this world to do what? to make trivial the things in this world. Do you know how the Bible calls it? It shall be added. It means you don't ask for it. You don't even do. That's how, that's how faith trivializes it. Go back to verse 7. Let's read Abraham again. Let's see when we are recording the report of Abraham. Let's see exactly what was written about him compared to Romans chapter 4. Now, faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call. Number one, he left his home. He left his family to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. So he left his home. That is that's his territory, his familiar territory. His father was there, his parents, his relatives, everybody's there. God called him out. And that's what we see about him. I want you to see what is important for God in His mind. So he left with only, only. A promise. And without even knowing ahead of time where he was going. Abraham stepped out in faith. He was just going. Like God asked me, stop work. Go and do ministry. Hey. If I hadn't built my faith, I won't stop. Because to you, stopping means poverty. Because all your life, that is why I said, those of you that you are not working, learn to build your faith because the one who's working has no faith. See? Learn to build your faith. In fact, if your salary is big, you won't have faith. As the guys who work in the bank of Ghana and the oil and all these mines and, you know, salary is like 50,000 Ghana CD or 100,000 Ghana CD a month, you know. Such person will not, unless the person is deeply in Christ and look beyond salary, those people are the people that when the company is having redundancy or they are sacked, they can even get a heart attack and die. <laughs> Not because you are wondering, I'm being paid $100,000. They i have been sacked. Who's going to pay me 100000 You are well qualified, but they can't handle your money. But it takes a man of faith to say, give me 50 cities. Life will be perfect for me. And then he starts by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. And you would do amazing. Okay? Yes, sir. All right. So what's the second thing? The first one is what? He left his home. He left what? His home. Going where? Now the word is his familiar territory. So he was going somewhere he didn't know. That's nine. He lived by faith as what? An immigrant. The second one. As an immigrant in his promised land as though it belonged to someone else. So his eye was not really on this land belonged to me. Huh? No. He lived, even though the land was was promised land though, but he was living there like he belonged to somebody. He journeyed through the land living in tents with Isaac, Jacob, who were, you know, persuaded that they were also co-heirs of the same promise. Let me explain what the Bible means here. When Abraham was there, Isaac and Jacob were not there, but they were in his loins. So they were in his loins. You see, he didn't know that as God was calling him, there were two promises in there. In fact, there was the promise of Isaac, Jacob, even Jesus was in the loins of Abraham. You have no idea what, when faith moves you. You have no idea what faith has seen that you cannot see because faith deals with unseen realm. Yes, so the second one is that the guy was not comfortable living in this land. That's the second thing that faith caused him to do. His eyes of faith were set on the city with unshakable foundations. Whose architect and builder is God himself? Then he changed to Sarah. Jam Sarah. In fact, Abraham again. So many children were subsequently fathered by this aged man of faith. One who was as good as dead. Did you he hear that? Yes, sir. He was as good as dead. That he now has offsprings as innumerable as the sun on the seashore and as the stars in the sky. Now, what I want to show here is that when God was talking about all the things called faith concerning Abraham, Concerning the child, he didn't lay too much emphasis. It even came third or fourth. Because his agenda is different. Does he want Abraham to have a child? Of course. When he started working with Abraham, telling him things, God never also mentioned city. You will not see anywhere in Genesis where the Bible says, and God said, I'll give you a city. No. Remember, the promise is the Holy Ghost. In fact, Jesus, the Spirit of Christ. But here, Paul is writing to let us know that the guy's eyes were fixed on a city. So what happened? The first faith of believing of the child opened that guy's faith into something God never told him. And what was that, that I had told you? Paradise. What was it? Heaven? Today, that thing that his eye saw, he got it. As for the first one, God said it. What I want to tell you is that God never said, I'll give you a city. Yeah. But in God's plan, he wants to give him a city. Faith can cause you to dig deeper into unheard and untold words of God. You pick it. That's what faith will make you pick. What do I mean by that? Because the word doesn't need to open his mouth to talk. (laughs) You see? If you have seen Jesus before, you understand what I mean. Just at his presence, he's talking. but his mouth is shut. Because he's the word. So Jesus doesn't need to say that, I'll give you a city. Faith, which comes from the word, can dig deep into untold promises of God. Okay? right. That's why in the Bible... When you are studying, you have revelations. And realize that the third layer of revelation you have is so deep. It is beyond what has been said and written. Yeah. That's actually what we call the rema. Yeah. The rema, The spoken. The released word. And it comes by, by hooving on the word, on the word. And you start getting deeper and deeper and deeper. As you go down, go down, the thing hits you, boom. They that this thing that has hit you. Because the graphy, the surface, does not give you faith. The surface doesn't give faith. It is the one below. The rhema, the spoken word. That's how come you can read the whole Bible. And it looks like a storybook. But then as you keep going, keep going, keep going, you find one. Boom. Okay, go on. Holding faith's promise, Moses abandoned Egypt and had no fear. Faith has no fear. Do you know why it has no fear? Because Charlie, the thing that his spirit is holding onto is so huge. He had no fear of Pharaoh's rage because he persisted in faith.
0: Thank you for listening to this message We believe you have been blessed by it We are word and spirit And we invite you to worship with us You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service Christian Raymond 9 at 6pm Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services Dabbed Night of Bliss at 6pm And sit under the rain of heaven in our nursing service on Sunday At 8am Follow the prophet of God on his official Facebook page Prophet Danny hyphen El And on Instagram Ask Prophet Daniel Jedu For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel Prophet Daniel Jedu's book Partnership with the Lord is out And it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon This book has all you need To help you assess your God-given right You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact services on 233 1773 Or plus 233-50432-8959 For any inquiry So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean, and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to lead from glory to glory, and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.